Welcome to episode 60 and our President's Day recording of Three Point Podcast. We look at sports and pop culture from three different generations. I'm Ted Fattel of Sportsnet Michigan and WJSZ Radio representing all the baby boomers of the world. Matt Burns checks in from ESPN in Charlotte, North Carolina and is our Gen Xer and social media master. Our millennial viewpoints, as always, come from Jared Fattel of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17 in Grand Rapids. Thanks again to our partners, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, the Corona Connection, and Corona Public Schools, along with Z92.5 for supporting our three-point podcast. NBA All-Star Weekend, College Hoops, Tedertainment Tonight, our Hot Takes, a Jack Strap Wrap, and much more coming up next, right after these important words from our three-point podcast partners. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. 85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and auction your items and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that too. Call today, 989-720-SELL. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell, we'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-SELL. You'll do better with Sheridan. Kindergarten registration is coming up, and it's time to sign up those future Cavaliers. Take one small step today by calling 989-743-1579 to ensure your child will take a giant leap into the future. Like we've said many times before, young or old, it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on the Corona Schools by following the Corona Connection. The Corona Connection was founded to create a platform for Corona residents and students to connect. View the Corona Connection online every month, both on Facebook and at Corona Connection. Okay, guys, so I'm having a breakfast this morning with my parents. They came up and visited me here at college, and my mom gets a call. We're, we're, we're sitting at, it's a beautiful day, sun's out. We're having a nice breakfast at Mom Pa's shop. My mom gets a call. So for those who don't know, my brother Johnny had recently just gotten, it wasn't his fault, but he had recently just gotten in a car crash in the car that my brothers received for Christmas. Your, uh, your favorite six car. Six years ago. Yes, my favorite car. And fellas... I have some news. The car has been totaled. I love it. I love it. The car is totaled. They're probably going to have to drive like a 2002 or 2003 Impala from now on. The car that has forever been haunting my nightmares and was maybe the worst moment of my life, it's gone. It's out of the picture. What a what a phone call that was. Made my day. I'm in a great mood tonight, guys. I'm telling you, that's a couple, couple good news for you there, isn't it? Uh, Johnny didn't get hurt, and the car is toast. It's completely toast, and my mom feels horrible about it. She's been calling all over trying to find parts, and I didn't say it. She's probably going to listen to this and be completely pissed, <laughs> but I was kind of like, I gave a little fist pump like under the table when I heard the yeah. news. It's kind of like like when Michael Jordan finally retired or, you know, stuff like that. Like, people are, are relieved when those guys walk away from the game. It's kind of that kind of feeling. Yeah, it was. It was. So I just, I felt like it's kind of like karma came back around, you know. That's kind of the way I like to look at it. They had their fun with the car, but it, it was a 
great car, ran well, nothing was wrong with it. They just can't find some part because Pontiac's no longer a company. Who knew? God, you would think uh, GM would have parts somewhere for that thing. That was a that was a sweet little ride, though, a hardtop convertible. But, uh, oh, well, it's gone. So, in other news, what do you guys think of uh, the dunk contest this weekend? Matt, I feel like you're contrarian, contrarian Matt, <laughs> came back out on Twitter again. So, care to explain yourself why you loved it so much? It was so... It was so entertaining to you. I'm not going to, like, go that far and just say, like, it was the most entertaining thing in the world or, you know, something like that. But, I mean, if you want to call it contrarian, because it does seem like – I think it's just, like, the trend with everything nowadays, whether it's sporting events or, like, popular movies or, you know, whatever, people just, like, hate on them right away. And, yeah, like, everyone was hating on the dunk contest. I saw people saying, the only thing I'm going to remember about this is – all the the extra attempts guys were getting and like the first thing i think when people you know when you're watching one live and guys are going attempt after attempt you know i think like well yeah when you go back and watch the highlights of all the past dunk contests all they're showing are the successful ones they're not showing you all the times that they like went up for a dunk and didn't complete it so you know that's that's the first thing i thought but like i i don't know what people want when it comes to stuff like the all-star weekend like these things are just for entertainment whether it's a game, whether it's a three-point contest, whether it's a dunk contest, like, just sit back and, like, be entertained. Appreciate the athleticism. Like, have a good time. Like, I think people wait to hate on these things, and right away they jump all over it. I was just going to add, uh, from my point of view as the elder statesman here, I think the one thing that's missing and has been missing for quite a few years is, you know, the star players don't participate. You know, the, I mean, the superstars. I mean, LeBron James has never been in the dunk contest. And, you know, when it really made its name, they had people like Dr. J and uh, Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins. And, you know, they were they were the superstar players in the league. And now none of them take part in that part of the contest, do they? They agree there that it, it was cooler when, you know, I mean, even even Kobe uh, participated. It was his rookie year, so, you know, it wasn't like during Still. the prime of his career. But, you know, Dwight Howard did, Blake Griffin did, you know. So it was, it is definitely cooler when the big names are out there doing it. Yeah, it would have been cool at least one year to see LeBron participate in the dunk contest. So I, I can definitely understand that because a lot of the guys, unless you're – like, unless you really follow the NBA, a lot of the guys in the dunk contest, even some of the guys in the three-point contest, you know, you might not really even know who they are. But, like, even if you don't know who they are, you could still appreciate the dunks were ridiculous. Like, they, it was entertaining. And I thought, Jared, you were, like, saying that early on on Twitter. Like, come on, I just want to be entertained. What's going on? Dude brings out a paper airplane. Guy jumps over Shaq. I mean, like, what else do you want to see? I liked it, but the really, Matt, Matt, I'm being honest here, the only reason I liked it is because I watched uh... – Bridges just go out there and make a ass of himself. <laughs> he, every, I was getting shit talked by people on Twitter about how good he was going to do, and I said he was going to get last place, which he did. He went out there, and every attempt he went up, he was about to pull off like the sweetest dunk in the world, and I was just crossing my fingers that he would miss it. And every time he went up, uh, oh, just kept rattling off the rim. He got a zero on his first dunk. But, Ted, I hate to say this. Don't take this the wrong way. I don't know if you have the right to complain about the dunk contest. You grew up in the era where watching – Spud Webb uh, just dunk the ball was was mystifying. So I don't know if you have the right to make any comments well, on it. Well, I have. I totally it? have the right. I'm an American. I can I can <laughs> voice my opinion. Are you kidding me? You, you back. You, it's like isn't that Spike or Spud Webb dunk contest kind of a joke? Were, Matt, uh, do you agree with me on f- this? Five it's foot like, seven and a, a three. Five foot and, seven and a three sixty. 
That's that's I a just joke. Watched Nate Robinson like like six seven years ago jump over Dwight Howard. Was was Nate Robinson the one that had fourteen tries? Yeah, he was the one. Yeah, that was back when there was unlimited attempts, and I think it took like twenty minutes. That's or ridiculous. So anyway, I have full right to give my opinion now. Uh, should should uh, Spud Webb have won the tournament? I think he won it just because he was short, but. Uh, <laughs> That's all there is to it. But still, got to give the guy some credit. Five seven, three sixty dunks, that's pretty good. It is part of the, like, theatrics are definitely a part of it. And, you know, the biggest thing I always come back to is, like, if you're sitting here taking time out to watch this stuff, you're setting your Saturday night up to watch the dunk contest or Sunday night to watch the All-Star game, and you are just mad the whole time and complaining, like, I don't know what you want. You know what I mean? Like, unless it is you want the superstars in the dunk contest, okay, I can understand that. But, like, what does he want? Like, you want him to do, like, four flips in the air, like it's the X Games or something like that, and then dunk the ball? It's like, I, I don't know what people want from these things. Like, well, it's Matt, just entertaining. I, I want them Have to fun. make Enjoy it, it. On, the, on the first try. I want them to put, like, like Ted said, I want them to put some star power in it. I want more theatrics. Like, you pull out Shaq, I feel like I've, I've seen, like, a Shaq or Dwight Howard. That same dunk's been done. Now, now, Hammy Diallo's dunk was awesome, but that same, like, shtick, just jumping over someone that's tall, has been done, like, 400 times. Give me something else. Just come out in a costume. I, I don't care. Like, come out in a Wright Brothers, like, suit or something. Just do something. I don't care as much about the dunk. Just, it's the build-up to the dunk. It really is. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I would like it a lot better if the superstars participated, but as far as uh, All-Star Saturday night, I have no problem with it. You know, they have the three-point shooting contest. They have the skilled contest, which, by the way, was pretty exciting. The only thing that was driving me crazy on that was uh, Chris Webber. Just, he's just mouthy, man. Yeah, I mean, we love him, you know, because obviously Fab Five and everything, but... Him as a commentator is, I don't know, it, I mean, obviously, I guess I know what you think, Ted, but <laughs> he's just okay to me as a commentator. What do you think, Jared? The thing, I, I, Weber doesn't really bother me that much. The thing that bothered me is that for the All-Star broadcast, they swapped uh, Charles Barkley to, like, the Players Only Kevin Garnett's show, mm-hmm. and they brought in... Uh, Candace Parker, I think. Yeah, Candace Parker, that's who it was. And, and I like her, she's good. It's just, I mean, are we lying? I mean, Charles is the reason we all tuned into that show. That, that's why that show is so good. So for the biggest night of the year, or one of them until like the playoffs, like just just leave it the way it is. Now, now should they switch it up a little bit though? Should they keep the dunk contest last, or should they go with the three point contest? I mean, you did have Steph Curry and his brother in that, along with some other pretty good names. I, I think you're always going to keep the dunk contest last because that's like the biggest build up, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially if some superstars like Giannis said he might do it next year. Donovan Mitchell might do it next year. So if some more superstars do it, then that that's definitely got to be the last event. Yeah, I agree, but when you man. Dude like it, Joe Harris, I know Jared must have been eating that up seeing a guy like Joe Harris win the three-point contest no i love joe harris he, he goes on he's a he's a really good interview i've heard him on a few different shows and he's been practicing grabbing the ball off the rack all season for the three-point contest you saw and he's got an awesome nickname he's got two of them he's got killer joe and he has the accountant how about that for a nickname that's pretty good that's great and that's part of the marketing in the nba too you know they're doing it upright for a league you know with this all-star weekend the way they market their players really they 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 know what they're doing right now they really do, and I mean, it was it was down in Charlotte here where I live, and uh, I didn't I didn't really go out and do any of the the events, but there was a ton of events around the city uh, with the players. So like a, some of my friends went and they got to interact with some of the players. There were obviously like 
you know, after hours, you know, like late night parties everywhere, like Shaq had a party, Kenny Smith had a party, uh, Big Boy was here. Like there was a bunch of those kind of events where the players were at also. And so, like, they they really do, like you said, they re- the NBA really does a good job of marketing their players. And, you know, fans feel like they're almost like a part of the event type of thing. It, it's really cool. You know, before we talk the game, I do want to ask you one general question. I'm, I'm assuming you had family things going on. I mean, you could have probably got into one of the events or something with your ESPN credentials. Couldn't you? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, TNT was broadcasting it. Well, the, the actual game, the, the other stuff was on ESPN. But we had tickets. I, I could have went to Friday nights. Um, all of us employees, we could have got into that Friday night, the uh, the celebrity game. Right. Um, but I was actually at work. And then Saturday, yeah, I was just hanging out with the family because they also gave away tickets for the Saturday night session. So um, part of me kind of wishes I would have went to that. But, you know, I'll hang out with the family and stuff. So, But, yeah, we, we did have a ton of tickets for the events. Well, we can respect I'm not that. Gonna, I'm not going to lie, Matt. I honestly, if I were you, I wouldn't have probably gone. I, I was actually thinking about this when I was watching. I don't know if there's an event I would rather not attend than, like, the NBA Saturday night event. That just looks like it would not be that fun to watch. Yeah, I, I talked to a buddy who just, went uh, just a little while ago, and he said, you know, it was cool because you're there, you know, it's kind of fun, the energy or whatever, and he said there were a bunch of like celebrities, so he walked by a ton of people in the hallways and stuff like that. But uh, he said as far as like once the event got going, it was kind of like a little boring because, you know, you're just like sitting there watching it, as a, as opposed to like sitting on your couch watching it. Uh, you know, it's just as like fun. So right. you, you know what would make it more entertaining if we had a best of like dunk contest. And I saw and Matt, you threw this question out on Twitter. What would be our top four uh, like players of all time? And I'm just gonna go right off and name mine. I know that they're the best dunkers of all time, and I can't wait to hear Ted's list. <laughs> I bet you can. <laughs> uh, Zion Williamson, he's never gonna been in the NBA. I don't care. I need him in the dunk contest. LeBron, okay, he ripped us off. He never did a dunk contest. Everyone's kind of hated him for that a little bit. I agree. He should have done it at some point in his career. Uh, Michael Jordan, just the star power. you got to have him in there. And then Vince Carter. That, that's my top four. I mean, Vince Carter, just that guy knows how to put on a show. That's all I can say about him. That's not a bad list, really, to tell you the truth. I'll throw mine out. I'll start with number four. This is one, Jared, that I'm sure you can totally relate to. It's a tie for number four. I have Connie Hawkins and David Skywalker Thompson. How about that? Do you even know who they are? I was going to say Chocolate Thunder, but that's Daryl Dawkins, isn't it? (laughs) Thompson, uh, North Carolina State product, 48-inch vertical leap, and he was the original Skywalker. Um, Number three on my list, Michael. You know, he's got to be on the list. Number two, Dr. J. And uh, just missing out on my list, by the way, is Dominique Wilkins. He had some fantastic dunks. But number one, I'm going to go along with uh, Vince Carter. I mean, how could you beat his dunks? Yeah, I mean, he's obviously seen as one of the best ever, especially in-game or dunk contest. So he's definitely he, – he is on my list also, Vince Carter. Sean Kemp is on my list. You know, during my days growing up watching basketball, he was, he was the best dunker in the league basically growing up. Uh, so Sean Kemp. Sleeper, Harold Miner. I don't know if either of you guys remember him. I remember him. Baby Jordan, he won two dunk contests in, like, the mid-'90s, played for the Miami Heat and some other teams. He came in the league. He was supposed to be, like, the next Michael Jordan, and he obviously didn't pan out that way, but his dunks were ridiculous. And, uh, of course, I got to go Kobe. (laughs) Go figure that one. (laughs) Kobe's dunk contest is a joke. Didn't he win it with, like, a between-the-legs dunk? Yeah, I mean, like, really. Yes, he did win it, but if you go back (laughs) and look, I I can even admit his, his dunks were pretty good you know by the way side note my uh, my number four connie hawkins and david thompson uh, they were part of the original aba which really started this whole trend 
Right. Yeah, and Dr. J, obviously, too, yeah. Absolutely. I said this before on the pod, but we need to bring back the horse competition that they used to have, that Pistol Pete Maravich one. Oh. That was awesome. That was classic. Why did they get rid of that? I think it was a network thing at the time. Uh, Red Arback, wasn't he one of the guys there uh, commentating? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the Gervin and Maravich one was classic. Yeah, so what did you guys end up, I mean, we've talked about everything else. What did you actually think of the game? I mean, yeah. are you going to call me contrarian, I guess, but everyone else seemed to say it was boring. You know, like they're just out there, no defense, not even trying. Is that what you guys think, or do you you entertained by it? Is it a fun game to watch? I have to give my honest opinion. I made it to halftime and probably missed the best part because I understand that at the end of the game and uh, LeBron's team really started playing hard. It was pretty good. But the first half was exactly what you would expect in an all-star game. What was it, uh, uh, the Greek Freaks team? Didn't they have like 58 first-quarter points or something like that? It was there was yeah, abs- it was pretty wild. It was just wave them by. I'm fine with the no defense. Yep. Uh, it was a little bit over overdone a bit when you have like Damian Lillard shooting only three pointers, seventeen of them. I still love it. I, I love the All Star game. I watched the entire thing. Was it as good as last year's where they really were playing hard the first time they were able to draft teams? No, but it was still good. Mm-hmm. And I've heard this idea thrown out there that might be able to take it to the next level. Just a schoolyard draft, like right before the game. Just have everyone line up and just have two captains and pick teams that way. How awesome would that be? I thought that would be cool too. Uh, I don't know, make make it a little more, like, personal, I guess. If you're the last pick and you're <laughs> Damian Lillard or, you know, something like that, you know, you're going to come out and start gunning. But, but yeah, I, I guess I'm on, you know, I, I obviously, uh, I liked it a lot. I'm, I'm just entertained by these things because I don't go into it thinking it's going to be game seven of the NBA finals. These guys are going to be locked down on defense every possession. Just appreciate how good these guys are at basketball. They're having fun. You know, there's some cool dunks off the backboard alley-oops, you know, stuff like that. Guys shooting from the basically the logo. You know, it, it's fun. There, There is a side to me, like the, the commentators like Reggie Miller and, you know, other people are saying with the no defense and stuff, like they're putting on a show for the fans early on and then they're going to lock down later. There's a side to me that's like think about the games in the playoffs that are lockdown defense. They're trying hard the whole time. Those games are almost as entertaining or more entertaining than just, like, schoolyard ball. So there's a side to me that's like, you know, you don't have to not try to put on a show for the fans. You guys, the, the only thing that would have made this game better, and you guys are going to love this segue, uh, Victor Oladipo was out with an injury, but you guys know who else got injured this week and could be out for the rest of the season? Our dearly beloved Nick Ward of the Michigan State Spartans. How about that? Uh, yeah, we'll hold that spot for just a second before we talk some college hoops. Uh, I just want to tell everybody, check out SheridanAuctionService.com for info on upcoming auctions, including on Wednesday, February 20th, 215 solid prime acres in Bancroft is going to be auctioned off. Sheridan's auction house is jam-packed with another auction ending uh, Tuesday, February 26th. All kinds of sporting goods, uh, um, donut shop equipment. Uh-uh, good. Check them out at the bottom of Gute Hill at 1007 South Washington in Owasso. But, yeah, how about the Spartans and Nick Ward breaking his shooting hand? Yeah, did you guys – have you seen, like, what actually happened? I saw right after the game people were saying, like, he might have punched something and broke his hand. But I never actually saw if that was confirmed or not. Have you guys seen? I haven't. No, I saw – and I actually saw a rumor that it was, like, someone – uh, was digging in on him in the post on Ohio State, slapped out of the ball, and they think that might have been what caused it. Oh, okay. They're not sure. But let me just throw this out there before we maybe get into the whole thing. If Michigan loses to Michigan State this weekend, a Michigan State team that's depleted with injuries, we all, all, Ted, you included, we all have to eat crow on Izzo because that would be one great coaching job. Mm-hmm. Can we all agree on that? 
Uh, well, we can, but since you threw that out there, even though it's not the part of our hot take, here's my hot take, Jared. You know, we know Ward's out. Spartans in Ann Arbor this weekend. Wolverines favored, especially with Ward's injury. My hot take is Izzo will play the underdog card to the max. Michigan State wins this game at Chrysler by two. How's that for a take? I, I think Both it games, can huh? happen because it's the old John Vitell rule. Uh, teams can rally around without having their star player. That's for what one I think. Game. Will yeah. they be able to do it for a whole tournament round without him? Maybe not, but they might be able to do it for one game. And if there ever was a game where they might be able to pick themselves up and have maybe a Matt McQuaid or uh, Nick Cassius, which is kind of like go off from three ball land, like it would be against Michigan this week. I mean, yeah. you got to remember, Jared, what, are, what is Michigan wearing on Sunday? <laughs> That's true. They're wearing the jerseys. But when you have a when, when you have like a booby miles in the locker room, Matt. I mean, we've all seen Friday Night Lights. How can you not just like put your heart on the line after you have a Nick Ward sitting there in the locker room with his hand bandaged up, just knowing how bad he wants to be out on the court with you? That's worth a little bit more than jerseys, no? No, yeah, I, I definitely understand that. And it, Izzo would be the type of guy, and this is like to his credit, that would get his team rallied, get his team ready. I mean, the thing that it's kind of hard to like look past, but. Both teams have kind of big games in a couple of days this week, so it's hard not to look past those games to to Sunday. But you know, so we'll see what Michigan State looks like. They play Rutgers, I think, on Wednesday. We'll see what they look like against Rutgers without Nick Ward. But it's a big loss. But they still have a ton of talent. Like that's my thing. Nick Ward is obviously a huge part of that team, but they still have a ton of talent. Like I, I don't think it's going to be as big of a loss as people think. I, I, I they're still going to be able to put up a fight. They're still going to be a really good team. I mean, obviously. Hazel's a really good coach. The thing that's going to be a key in this game, I believe, is that Michigan State, like you said, Matt, they play Rutgers on Wednesday. Michigan plays Minnesota at Minnesota on Thursday. Michigan State's going to have a whole other day to prepare. Michigan's going to have to play another game a day later, and they're going to come back home from Minnesota. So Michigan State's going to have a whole extra day. They're going to have Izzo poking them with the fire that Ted said, playing the underdog card. I'm officially a little bit worried. And then you throw in this this wild card, this Jack Hoiberg character. <laughs> I mean, I don't. He's not going to play, but just to know that that guy's on the bench, getting the guys riled up, it, it worries me a little bit. Yeah, not you, gonna lie. you saw the love he got. I'll tell you what, they were pumped. He scored. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the biggest thing that I keep thinking, and you know, I, this isn't like the fandom coming out. I I do kind of lean this way. I think Ward would have given Michigan problems just because. Teske, he we've seen him like pick up some kind of cheap fouls, and you know that Izzo would have been feeding the post with Ward and trying to get Teske out of the game because Michigan like is completely different when Teske isn't in the game. So you know now without Ward, you know I don't know if they're still going to try and pound the post or what. But the biggest thing to me is Xavier Simpson against Cassius Winston might be one of the funnest matchups of the season to watch. I I can't wait to see. If, if Simpson can actually lock down Winston, because you know Winston's going to have to be the guy for Michigan State. He's going to have to run, he's going to have to score, he's going to have to play defense, he's going to have to do everything for them. And then Charles Matthews, I mean, you're, you're talking about McQuaido over there, Jared, and I don't, I mean, I think Charles Matthews is one of the best wing defenders in the Big Ten. And I, I mean, if you're, if you're relying on McQuaido to make a bunch of threes to win the game, I, I think it's going to be tough sledding. I, I don't know if Michigan State relies on any one guy a whole lot. I mean, they were they rely on Winston, but we've seen it. They they, they just have they, they play to a good pace and they're a really good passing team. Well, look at Whereas Goins. Michigan, Goins has been starting to light it up too. They have been spreading it out, but for a while when they were kind of struggling a little bit, they were basically only relying on Ward and Winston, and that was kind of like you know McQuaid would kind of step up here and there, 
but they were really relying on Winston and Ward almost for everything. And now they have started spreading it around a little bit, and they are playing better. So, you know, if they can do that, and, you know, if we've seen Michigan this whole season. Sometimes they come out cold, and then sometimes they come out hot. So, you know, I mean, maybe those jerseys will fire the boys up. All I know is it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for game one of the two here at the end of the season, kind of getting us prepped up for March Madness. It's going to, it's going to is, be fantastic. Yeah, the thing is, too, I, I don't, like, there's no excuses. Like, I, Nick, losing Nick Ward is big. It'd be like, you know, if, if Charles Matthews or, or if Xavier Simpson got hurt and couldn't play, it would be a huge blow. I don't care. you still got to go out and play. Michigan State, like you said, Ted, like they're still going to be ready to go. So Michigan can't take them lightly and think like, oh, Nick Ward's not playing. This game's going to be a cakewalk. Like, no, it's not going to be. Yeah. The, the thing that really worries me, Michigan kind of usually steps, like we said, we really shouldn't even be worried because it feels like Beeline just kind of always answers the bell. Uh, cough, Jim, Jim Harbaugh, maybe you could learn a thing or two from him. Yeah. But it's like even against Maryland, like we won the game and everyone was happy about it. I mean, we shot seven for 26 from three-point land. I mean, seven for 26, I just – we're so shaky of, of a shooting team, which is surprising considering like Beeline's basically like the creator, like the stretch five at like West Virginia. But it's just – I don't know. In a game that's like so predicated on three-point line, like nowadays – the fact that this team is struggling from the three-point line down the stretch here, the last, like, 17 games, they're way down in points per game, it worries me. Yeah, they don't have that real assassin out there behind the line. I thought Poole might be this year, but uh, he's still got to do it a little bit more consistently. But uh, that is a worry. Yeah, I mean, in the past, obviously, they had, like, Stauskas, you know, and Trey right. Burke, and then, you know, even Mo Wagner could shoot and Duncan Robinson. So Zach Irvin could shoot really well. So, right. Poole was kind of supposed to be the guy this year, and he's been definitely been a little off. Iggy started the year off hot, and he's definitely cooled off a little bit. So that that's what would worry me. If they come out cold and Michigan State kind of builds the lead early, gets up 10-12, you know, it, it might be tough to come back. But luckily it's in Ann Arbor, you know, so that, that helps. But, you know, it's going to be a hell of a game. Well, we know it's going to be a big weekend for sure, and uh, a lot of people are going to be stopping at Rivals Tap House and Grill Friday night, February 23rd. Come on out, enjoy the music of, you'll like this band, Jared, Pole Barn Rebels. And then come on back to Rivals for the big game as State travels to Ann Arbor, take on the Wolverines, wear your gear, cheer on your team, and watch it on the big 120-inch screen. And also, don't forget every Wednesday, Blind Draw Cornhole Leagues, uh, just like is uh, produced and put on ESPN, Matt, the real pros at Rivals. Something that should make us feel a little bit better about the um, Michigan shooting woes, though, when I went to when our team back in high school got a tour of the whole program, met met Beeline, he like got to see like their practice plan or whatever. And the day before they play at the Chrysler Center, they go out to the uh, Chrysler Arena and they shoot at practice to get used to the sight lines. I think I think a lot of teams do that, but that's a little bit of inside information that they go out there, they shoot on the actual court, they see the crowd, they envision themselves, and I think that's going to be a key factor. There's no way for us to ever know whether that's the, what changes their shooting. Uh, on Sunday, but that's what I'm going to choose if they shoot well. So there you go. All right. Well, are, who, are, are you saying, are you coming flat out and saying, Jared, that State's going to win or it just worries you? No, they're not. I, we'll get to it in my hot take, so I'll say, I'll, I'll give you a little tease. Let's just say Michigan's game against Minnesota is going to tell us a lot about how this game's going to go. Okay. Well, why not segue right into the hot takes right now? You heard mine. I say flat out doesn't matter what's happening in the earlier games this week. I think State's going to go down there with a chip on their shoulder and uh, and pick up the win. Sure. I, I mean, there's no theater in that. Uh, but, yeah, I can get my hot take right now. So Michigan plays Minnesota on Thursday. 
And obviously, we're gonna have, we have a big game coming up this weekend against Sunday. Minnesota's kind of a sleeper team in the Big Ten. Some people have them, uh, Joe Lenardi, Joey Brackets, who I love, has them as a 12 seed. I actually think Michigan's either gonna lose this game or they are gonna barely lose it. Okay, so let me paint. It, let me back it up here a little bit. I see I'm getting ahead of myself. So the way that this should work for Michigan is I see them falling behind Minnesota early and then maybe having just kind of like what we saw the first time they played, coming back in the second half, playing well, barely escaping, kind of one of those just hold on to your shorts and get out of there with a win. And the reason this is going to help us is because I've been reading a little bit, you know, here at college, Mm -hmm. and here's a little lesson for you guys. So it's called a remote miss. This is from the book uh, (laughs) called David and Goliath with Malcolm Gladwell. So what happens here is back when in World War II, this is a history lesson for you folks, back in World War II, the Germans used to bomb cities all the time. And surveys were done on how these people reacted to these bombings. You would expect that they would be a lot more scared after they get bombed a few times and they see people died. But what actually happened was if their town got bombed and they survived it, they became more confident, almost like they were like God or something, you know, that nothing can touch them. You can bomb them. It's not going to hurt them. They're going to keep surviving them. So what that tells you, this is basically me just trying to shoehorning that I'm like learning stuff at college into uh, a take. <laughs> so basically what this is, Michigan's going to have a remote miss against Minnesota, barely escape the win, and then they're going to be even more confident rolling into a game against Michigan State, which they're going to win. All right. <laughs> took a long time to get to that one. That's all you got? That's all you got for that? All right. All right, Matt. I, I, that's a cool analogy. I, I was kind of actually interested when you were telling that that uh, story. But, uh, yeah, I think yeah, uh, it, yeah. Could be, it could be that kind of game for Michigan against Minnesota. That yeah, I mean, it could either go one, one way or the other. If they go in there and lay an egg and kind of get their butts whipped, uh, that could be just as bad of a shot to the confidence as if they go in there and pick up a nice W. So, both of those games, and same with Michigan State. If they struggle with Rutgers and maybe lose to Rutgers, you know, that, that could be bad for, for their confidence too. But if they go in there and win by 20, then, you know, they'll be thinking, like, we're good to go. So those, those games this, in the middle of this week are going to be big. Next, let's see what's going on again with one of our favorite athletic supporters. And ironically enough, we talked the NBA All-Star Weekend. Jack has a wrap on it the strapper rapper here to give you my annual nba rapper from a cracker i just awoke from my napper so cut me some slack jack i'm white i ain't black and i grew up on cracker jack but i'll fight back if you think i lack the rap so cut me some slack sit back while i yakety yak yak yo Yo, you could feel it in the air last night with NBA All-Star Meek Mill at the mic. The introduction rap was all right, but in hindsight, he should expedite. So next year, take some dynamite to that long intro, all right? Yo, perhaps I'm uptight because it seemed to last till midnight. Hey, dog, that ain't right in my sight. But the game was finally played. Team Giannis first Team LeBron. Dunks galore, long shots from 20 feet and beyond. We had Nowinski and Wade. What a game Nowinski played. Raining threes from the arcade. He gets an A grade. Take a drink of Gatorade. Spiked with your favorite lemonade. He deserves all the accolades. What about Curry to Giannis alley-oop? In my pants, I literally pooped as I jumped from my stoop for the record chicken soup. Yo, that was one amazing alley-oop, and I ain't that hoop astute, yo. Compared to the NFL, hell, this All-Star game was a bombshell. As I shouted and yelled as I watched, 
at the Fast Gazelles. Hey, Jackie, what's what's that foul smell? Anyway, I, with each passing season, they're getting bigger for some strange reason, and they look more like aliens from Space Jam, damn. They're big. Yes, ma'am. They recruit now from Birmingham to Amsterdam to play in the land of Uncle Sam, and they can slam and jam. Durant came through in the end while Westbrook and Curry simply did not transcend as they shot poor in the end, which was hard to comprehend. And I don't mean to condescend, yo, to this rap. I will now end. I'm going to go wipe my old rear end. Out. Well, you know, that was that was pretty good stuff by Jack. I have to admit, and I agree with a lot he said there. Uh, that's he my keeps, kind of music. If he keeps up with these, you know, raps and poems and everything, he might find himself doing a halftime show somewhere. <laughs> Hanging out with Jake, you know what I mean? He's a bad <laughs> influence. Matt, Matt would love the halftime show no matter what. And uh, everyone would hate it except for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's mix it up a little bit more, guys. Matt, hit the uh, hit the Tedertainment Tonight music, will you? All right, guys, tonight again, I will give you something to watch other than sports. The Oscars are coming up, but in the last 20 years, TV's really stepped up its program, especially in long-form drama series. Jared, you'll like this. I'm going to give uh, some honorable mentions, but I'm going to give the top three long-form series you need to watch if you haven't already. Here's some good ones to think about. On HBO, they had Deadwood, The Wire, Band of Brothers. Those are some great ones. Homeland on Showtime. True Blood on HBO. How? What's not to like about vampires sharing the earth with humans thanks to the invention of a synthetic blood? You know, that allows the vamps to not have to feast, feast on humans or does it? But here's my top. <laughs> Did I, just, I, Did I, I sell that? Or what? I gotta, you, no, you were like the voice for the previews right there. <laughs> Can I just say, so you've been recovered from your surgery for a bit now. Uh, yeah. What's your excuse for watching all this TV? Uh, well, th- those other shows there I watched uh, prior to my surgery, but... <laughs> I like to watch... <laughs> I, I'll tell you the truth. I watch a lot of TV. I love it. Did you ever get around to watching Death of Stalin? No, but I will, but I haven't yet. That's fair. You know, I, what I love about your uh, your entertainment yeah. is it's basically like, hey, guys, this Netflix thing, it's it's pretty cool. Like, check out all these shows <laughs> that are on the popular on Netflix tab. Like, <laughs> all right, young man. Well, I got one for you. This one misses out on the top three, but it, it could maybe make it down the road. I'm in the middle of watching on HBO uh, season three of True Detective. Have you guys heard about that one? Yes, yep. It's fan. Is that the one with Vince Vaughn or Woody, Woody Harrelson? Or neither? Well, neither. Vince Vaughn was in season two. Uh, season one had Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Big thumbs up on that. Season three has Marcella Ali. Do you know who he is? Very good actor, and, and Stephen Dorff. And it's uh, it, it kind of has three different time frames, the 80s, the 90s, and then now. So it shows them as young guys, middle-aged, and then old guys, and they're detectives. Fantastic. But my top three, okay? Number three, it was a Showtime show, Dexter. Have you guys heard of Dexter? <laughs> Jared, have you? <laughs> this is right up the, hey, this is popular on Netflix, guys. Showtime, not Netflix. Well, <laughs> I guess it might be on Netflix like now. It's been on Netflix for like three years. Have you watched it? Yes. Did you like it's it? Good, it's a good show. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's a great recommendation. Yeah, the whole the whole uh, concept was he was born. His dad was a cop. His step or his dad that adopted him. He could tell that he had uh, 
real homicidal tendencies. So he taught him how to kill killers instead of uh, innocent people. So great concept. How about this one? This might be on Netflix. It might be on Amazon. I'm not sure. But originally it was on AMC. Breaking Bad. How about that one? Either of you seen it? Another. Uh, that's another great show. Absolutely. And number one, I know you'll agree with this one, Jared. The Sopranos. Number yes. My number one of all time. How deep are you into that? You know, I, I would like to talk about it. I've been meaning to talk to somebody about it, but I'm really worried you're just going to spoil it. So I won't I'm, spoil it. I'm not like you. Well, it's. I mean, I'm. I, well, I don't. How do I describe where I'm at without spoiling something? I mean, it has been out for about ten years now. Okay. So I guess I'm not really spoiling a whole lot. We, kind of just to bring this whole full back circle to entertainment, Matt. Let me know what your thoughts are on this. <laughs> this that whole segment was basically him bragging about how he has. HBO, Showtime. Look at me. I got money, guys. Look at buy all these these uh, TV channels. Well, I did admit. It sounds like you have about every like TV subscription, every package possible. Here's here's my whole concept, fellas. And you're right, Jared. I mean, it's not that I'm rich. We we budget so much money for entertainment. We don't go to the movies very often, but we will catch up on the movies on HBO and Showtime and Cinemax. So my advertising or my entertainment dollar for movies and entertainment goes to my cable bill which by god is way too high there's no doubt about that and i'm going to give you i'm going to give you permission jared since i am a junior theodore junior you can call me uncle junior how's that <laughs> sounds good i actually might start doing that uh the thing you you know you want to really change your tv watching here's a little tip okay. get two tvs that's what you need to do. Bring two TVs into the into the uh, family oh, room oh that's too much i tried remember they used to have the picture in picture yeah, I just couldn't do it. I could I could watch sports that way, but I couldn't watch two shows that way. Yeah, with sports is one thing because I mean, in college we always had two TVs in our living room and stuff. But I don't know if I could watch two, like two movies or two shows at the same time. That that'd be a bit much for me. That'd be tough. That'd be tough for sure. All so right. So it's apparent to me that you've been watching a uh, a lot of news lately. Uh, would you care to kind of give us your thoughts on the border wall that you felt the need to tweet to everybody? Well, I, yeah, I did get body bagged apparently, but here, let me set the <laughs> stage here. Um, my wife and I were watching David Muir and the ABC World <laughs> News, okay? This was last week. And uh, let's face it, we've talked about it here before, guys. If you're watching certain cable news networks like CNN, which is slanted one way, Fox News, which is slanted the other way, I try to get my my news from sources that pretty much give it to me straight. Now, I'm not saying there aren't some biases with the big three, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, but we were watching the ABC News, and it just, it just stuck in my mind. I, I couldn't believe the stat I was seeing. It wasn't the $5.7 billion for the border wall. It was the 200-mile-long border wall. Here's my actual tweet. I said, let me comprehend this. <laughs> $5.7 billion for a 200-mile-long border wall, a $1.7 billion compromise for a 55-mile wall. OMG, my head is exploding. We can't afford universal health care, but our leaders put this shit out there for us to pay for. 200 effing miles to protect us. Now, let me preface this right now that... Putting the, putting the sentence in there about universal health care, I understand where the, uh, the next tweet came from, and that was probably a mistake on my end because I could see why somebody would think that I am comparing that uh, border wall to universal health care. I really wasn't. My whole point was 5.7 for 200 miles. Now, feel free to jump in. 
response, or do you want me to uh, read Oh, I can read the first response, and I got uh, one answer for it. Okay, the, the first response uh, was from a fella, and he said, universal health care is $33 trillion. That's 6,600 times more expensive. Okay, fair point. Now, my argument to that is, well, you know, I can Google something, and I can come up with a statistic, and the very first thing I did was Google cost of universal health care, and, and the one I read said there was $33 trillion, but that was for 10 years. So I guess you would divide that 6,600 by 10 if, if that was indeed a correct statistic. But again, it was on the Internet, so I don't believe everything on the Internet. I am old school, okay. old school journalism, and you probably ought to check sources. Where, okay, well, then where did you, as if this, these numbers just came to your brain, $5.7 billion for No, no, uh, my, sor- my source was ABC News, which I assumed checked sources. So, yeah, I mean, that was the proposed amount, right? Yeah. From, from the government or whatever? Exactly. $7 billion. The thing that I don't necessarily disagree with what you said, it's just the fact that you, you said it, to be honest. Like, it just kind of cracks me up how you felt that your followers, your, my followers need this. They need to hear this. And I just, like, oh, this is, oh, I can just imagine, like, Donald Trump strolling through the White House reading Twitter. Oh, Ted Fattel tweeted something. <laughs> you know what? Canceled plans. Well. I'm building the wall. We're not doing it. That, no, <laughs> that's over. fair. That's fair. But I guess now that I know how you feel, I guess it's fair game to criticize anything you post on Twitter. <laughs> well, Sometimes things there. shouldn't be always taken as like to try and start an argument sometimes right. it could just be like a constructive conversation you know twitter, twitter always quickly turns into like an argument people take things personally but like you know ted could have been tweeted that uh, tweeting that out to get some thoughts out but then maybe to to his followers start a conversation because then from from that tweet a conversation did kind of ensue yeah and i mean <laughs> does it does it always have to be uh political now like i said I just stated what I saw on the news. I threw in the universal health care because that happens to be something that I, I, I believe that we have another major problem in this country. Is it is the answer a single payer? Hell, I don't know. I'm not smart enough to figure it out. Uh, $33 trillion? Okay, if you say so. But all I know is if you're an American citizen, should you go bankrupt? Should you lose every possession you have because you can't pay for your health? I mean... That's just a that's just a, a right we should have somehow, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we, as as our leaders out there, shouldn't they be working to try and solve the, you know, solve this problem instead of saying, well, I'm going along party lines here on the right, and I'm going along party lines on the left, and there's not going to be any compromise, and we're not going to figure this out. That that just works me up, you know. And again, like you said, Matt, really, if you looked at the tweet from the very beginning, the intent was, listen, people, I don't care if you're Republican. Or, okay. Now listen. If you're, I don't care if you're Republican. I don't care if you're Democrat. Guys, Jared, again, answer me. What do you think about a 200-mile border wall protecting a 2,000-mile border? I don't necessarily disagree with you. That was my I point. Just, Twitter is not the place to, to do that. It's what? a black hole. What did you expect? What, but, yeah, but how many, how many tweets did I get, like two or three back? You think I'm going to lose sleep over that? The, the thing that were, I'll tell you the you thing that pissed riled, the thing that pissed up. no I was bad, more riled I was bad more riled up at you and your brother in. you know throwing out the bot Ted was body bagged <laughs> that's what riled you me were. up you call that a body bag <laughs> just, yeah, just because it was one you put in like a whole paragraph and he just responded with one comment 
and I don't think he ever responded, did he? All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I came in here tonight with the intent to stay calm, but I, I did get a little worked up. But you're, you're, you're just uh, you're missing the whole point, Jared. I definitely think that if we don't want to get like too political about it, yeah, I, you were making a good point. I, I think is what it comes down to. And the rebuttal, the the guy that replied, that was that's also a valid point. But like you weren't trying, like you said, you weren't trying to compare apples to apples. Universal health care and the border wall. That was just like an example you threw out there. So yeah, and my my mistake in uh, in the tweet etiquette. I probably shouldn't have done that. So I'll take the heat for that. I'll tell you what, my wife had a good point. She said these people that come from deep down in South America and are marching up through these different countries, you know, they go thousands of miles. You think 200 miles is going to defer them? They're going to walk around that wall. Yeah, they're going to walk around it. And, like, I've even seen, uh, like, the governor and, and politicians in Arizona and some of those states uh, who are obviously they're opposing the border wall have said that there are some stretches of the border that are like literally not now this isn't opinion literally the terrain doesn't allow for a border wall to be made because it's mountainous or mm-hmm. you know rivers or you know whatever it is so like there's never going to be like a 100% complete wall just walling off our country and just the fact that that's that People are thinking that that's going to be a solution. Just in my opinion, is is ridiculous, and that money could be used in a lot more efficient ways. I mean, one way to think about it, maybe just beef up the border security we have. You know, like yeah. hire hire more uh, people to patrol, beef up the resources that the people have at the border. You know, use that money for those kind of things. You know, <laughs> there's, there's other ways that you could use 5.7 billion dollars. The thing you forgot to uh, account for, Ted, with the walking 200 miles, walking around the wall, is that, is that we're it's the millennials are what's coming up. We're the next batch of guys. We're lazy, you know. We don't like to walk. <laughs> when you said 200 miles, my eyes popped out of my head. I, I would not walk 200 miles to get in. But these people will walk thousands of miles, but they won't walk an extra 200. Is that what you're saying? That's uh, that's what as someone that's a millennial, that's the way people think. I've All seen right. it. We play Fortnite. We don't. We don't. <laughs> walk 200 miles I'll, I'll give you that and by the way the, the the other thing is i've learned my lesson on putting political tweets out there because automatically it becomes a political thing so lesson learned there if i'm going to talk about something like this which we did right here and had a reasonable discussion i'd rather talk about it yeah i mean it's, yeah. it's a shame that it has become that that you know you can't just bring up something like what you did and have a reasonable discussion with people without like taking sides without trying to define whether you're republican democrat you know whoever you support politically or whatever right and we just have a discussion about an amount of money for a border wall and like whether we think it's reasonable what we like about it what we don't you know other options like it can't ever just be that it has to be like nope i'm a trump guy i support the wall get the immigrants out or the other way around or you know yeah. the complete opposite so <laughs> okay you know it's a this, shame that it's come to that point you know what twitter is it should be for what debates it should be for so i was having this debate over the weekend okay okay so miles bridges in the dunk contest everyone says he's from flint but he transferred out of flint southwestern after his freshman year of high school i'm of the belief that wherever you graduate from high school that is where you are from so when he transferred to a prep school in Virginia, I believe, is where he went. He forfeited the right phase from Flint. Thoughts? Um, we see the same thing with, like, Eric Jones, uh, the NASCAR driver who just got third in Daytona, correct? Yeah. He, people say he's from Byron. He graduated from Swartz Creek. He's not from Byron. But but are you considering the school they go to, where they're from, or where their family lives? The school they go to. Oh, that's a different story. So if you're a school of choice, that's where you're from. Okay. I'm not going to argue that, but... But uh, Eric Jones, 
He's from Byron. He went to no. Swartz Creek High School. He's Miles Bridges. Creek. Miles Bridges is from Flint. He went to a prep school. What is so hard to understand about that? He forfeited the right to say he's from Flint is my problem. Matt. He left his teammates. Yeah. He left them. No, I'm not with you there, Jared. I think uh, I think wow. this is one of those things. It, it's like people who get mad if you cheer for a school, and but you didn't go to that school. Like people calling Walmart Wolverines or, you know, stuff like that. I don't understand why that makes people mad. If someone wants to say they're from Flint, even if they transfer to another school, I, that doesn't really bother me. He was born in Flint, grew up in Flint. That's where he's from. Huh. Now, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. You lived in a house that was in Owasso, went to Corona High School. Where are you from? Well, I say I'm from Corona because I went to no, high no, school no, there. But, not, I mean, no, not, not my, my mailing address is Owasso, but you know how Owasso. those areas are out there. Like, you lived- I mean, it was it was Corona School District. I didn't go I didn't go to Corona for the school of choice. It was Corona School District. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I went to Corona my, my whole life, so that's where I'm from. Yeah, let's get this straight. You lived on Grand River, right? Correct. And I know also I also know <laughs> people I know people I that I, had them there. I also know people that uh, lived on Judville Road. Both Owasso mailing addresses, but yeah, and like just half mile down the road from me is like Morris School District, and so I mean like yeah, I'm right on the line, and I'm a Owasso mailing address, or you know where my parents live or where I grew up, but it, it's not <laughs> even Owasso School. So you know like it, I when you were talking about Miles Bridges, I was thinking of like Derek Jeter, you know claiming people claim he's like from Kalamazoo and stuff and you know he didn't even even like grow up there and stuff like that so it it could be a similar situation like that where did Jeter grow up I thought he did go to Kalamazoo well well, kind of the other way around he was born I think maybe in California or something like that and then did go to school in Kalamazoo so kind of like the opposite of Bridges gotcha Bridges was born in Flint went to another school Jeter was kind of the other way around so where does Jeter consider himself from? Where is he donating I've, all this money? Jeter Where is he say, making scholarships like, to? It's the Kalamazoo. I've, yeah, I've heard Jeter say it both ways. Like he's from Kalamazoo. I, I I'm, can't remember right now where he was born or whatever, but I've heard him say he's from that place too. That's almost the worst part of this all. It's like it, it, they have it like best of both worlds. When Miles Bridges wants to be from Flint, he's from Flint. When he wants to be from Virginia, he's from Virginia. Like that's the way these guys swing. Like same thing with Devin Booker. People say he's from Grand Rapids. He transferred out when he was like 13 years old. And it doesn't count. He's not from Grand Rapids. He left. If, if he loved this, if he loved the town, if he loved the city so much, he would have stayed. He would have had people fill in the gyms, come watch him play. Same with Bridges, but he left. Wow, it's it's kind of you're you're arguing uh, the discussion we had last week with AD. Why doesn't he just stay in New Orleans? Because it's your hometown. It's not. It's not somewhere where you just got drafted by him. I got you. Okay. Jeter was born in New Jersey, and then four years old, he moved to Kalamazoo. So. So can I? I mean, so like, is he from New Jersey or is he from Kalamazoo? He's from Kalamazoo. How old right? was he? How old I was mean, he when he moved? Don't agree on that. Four oh. years old. So pretty four young. years old. Yeah, I'd say Kalamazoo. Yeah. I mean, I think it's 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 obvious because we we thought he was from you guys thought he was from California. You guys thought he was born in California. I think that almost proves my point. Yeah, I think it's all just like a personal, I don't know where you want to identify, I guess, type of thing. Like, I I don't really get mad at people if they want to say they're from you know, a place that they went to school for a year or if they want to cheer for a team that they didn't go to school, you know, like I, I still, when people ask me, where am I from? I say I'm from Michigan. You know, I don't, I lived in Connecticut for five years and I've lived in North Carolina now for three. I don't, the whole time I was living in Connecticut, I never told people I'm from Bristol, Connecticut. I'm always from Michigan. Same thing down here. I don't say I from Charlotte yeah yeah i know well that's because you graduated high school from a high school in michigan from corona that's right, you but have some people like once right. they move somewhere 
that's where they now say they are from. You know what I mean? Like, no matter whether they grew up in Ohio or, you know, whatever, they say wherever they currently live, that's where they're from. If you if you willingly transfer, like, I'm not sure, I don't know. I guess I kind of lost, you kind of lost me on that. Like, what do you mean by that, Matt? You know, ESPN has people from all over the country, like, literally all over the world, really. So there are some people who, like some of my friends, I have some friends who grew up in Ohio, some, you know, wherever, that say, whether it was up in Bristol or now down here in Charlotte, like when I, we're out or when people talk about, where are you from? They say, I'm from here, I'm from Charlotte, because they currently live here in Charlotte. Or up in Connecticut, they say, you know, I'm from Connecticut, or whatever town they live in in Connecticut, that's where I'm from. Whereas I was always like, you know, maybe it's a pride thing or something, but, you know, I always stuck to I'm from Michigan. You know, some people don't do not do that. So I, I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe Bridges they, wants to always say he's from Flint. Uh, okay, that, that's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, I just think that when he says he's from Flint, so you know how he has the Flint tattoo on his back, it should say Flint, and then it should have, like, an asterisk underneath that transferred out and went to high school at a prep school out of state. I, I think we just all – agree to disagree with you on that one Jared. i think that we just we need to understand that you're you're a bit riled up ted i got you riled up but I, i'm not riled up i'm calm as i'm calm as can it. be i'm calm as we can be we should have saved it for the end of the show i got you a little riled <laughs> up that's my mistake should have saved it for the very end uh well you're you're, good thing you're immobilized they, they they together good thing uh Virginia didn't put a wall around their state. Otherwise, Miles Bridges wouldn't have been able to go to Virginia for high school. <laughs> Let's lighten it up here. We're all from Corona, right? We all agree that with that? I, yeah, I, we all I always thought I was, but apparently with a mailing address of Owasso, I'm not from a Corona. Oh, well, stick with did me. You, did you have a mailing address of Owasso? Honestly, it, hand up if you if you are from the Corona School District, because that, that, that whole points out. I thought I had you there. No. But if you... He's Corona School District for sure with an Owasso yeah. address. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Corona School District. Yep. I that shit is so confusing. <laughs> I, that doesn't make any sense. Owasso yeah, like I said, there's Corona people literally quarter mile down the road from me towards Morris that are M- Morris schools. You know what Jared just posted? OMG, my head is exploding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, since we're all from Corona, it's time now for <laughs> it's great Jared to be just gold. Got body bagged. <laughs> CoronaConnection.com corner. Quick little look here at what happened in Corona Sports. The Lady Cavalier Hoop team currently 15 and 2. They got a matchup with Owasso this week. Kate Feldposh led eight led them with 18 points over Lake Fenton. Cav Boys made it a sweep, 78-40 over the Blue Devils. Mitch Skim put up 22. Logan LePage fired in 20. And by the way, we're going to be podcasting the boys and girls doubleheader at Owasso. Keep it locked right here to your favorite pod site, and you can hear the replay of those games. All right, guys, where do you want to wrap this thing up? Well, guys, you you gave your hot takes while we were talking about Michigan, Michigan State. I actually uh, need to throw mine out there. Uh, it's it's related to Michigan, Michigan State, and I guess I kind of alluded to what I'm going to say. I think it's going to start off. The game is going to start off close because Michigan State is going to be playing that you know underdog card, and Izzo's definitely going to have his guys ready. I do think Michigan's going to end up pulling away just simply because their defense is going to suffocate them, and it might end up being a, a double-digit 15- or 18-point win for Michigan. Whoa. I love it. I, I, I hope so. I hope you're right, Matt. I really do. It's going to be fun no matter what. But I, I think, guys, we've talked enough, especially me, Jared. I was riled up. <laughs> yeah. I, you <laughs> still are, so you keep, you keep honest, going we, back to you know, it. We always do a little prep before this, send some emails and texts and stuff. And, <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure where, where that was going to lead, and – I didn't know if we were going to get too much into the politics or whatever, but, you know, it, I think we kept it good. We yeah. kept it nice and level-headed and didn't didn't get too, like, political about it. No. I, I think what we learned is if, if you want uh, 
Uncle June to blow a lid. How'd you like that one? That's good. Circling it back around. Perfect. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's gonna stick. But if you want to him to blow a lid, just mention Wall or Trump or politics, and his head's going to explode. No, I thought you. I thought you were gonna say body bag because that's the word that got me. <laughs> I love, that was, it was that was a great tweet. And I, I and I did come in here with intent to stay nice and calm, but it <laughs> it does rile me up a little bit. That's all I got to say. Oh, trust me, there. I, I had some notes that well, I was going to let let some things out too, but I decided, you know what? Like maybe Jared said, maybe this isn't the time to do it. This isn't the forum. Probably for it, so. right. And we didn't get too political, but we got. We got our feelings out there. How's that? I bet you. I bet you. Maybe we've maybe lost half of our listenership. <laughs> Hopefully episode. not. Maybe we can. Maybe we can cut it and edit. All right. Well, let's call it a pod for now, guys. Remember, everybody out there, share this three point podcast with your friends and family. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, or Google Play Music. Follow us on Twitter, or Instagram at Three Point Pod. You can email us also at Three Point Pod at Gmail And again, thanks to our podcasting partners. Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, the Corona Connection, and Corona Public Schools. This has been a Sportsnet Michigan Z92.5 The Castle production. Thanks for listening and supporting Three Point Podcast. Looking for a